0: Gentlemen, welcome back to episode 15 of the Sea Star Presents Podcast. My name is Kuma. I'm followed here by my friend Ebenezer. He's going to be engineering and also co-hosting today. With our special guest, you want to introduce yourself? Yes. Uh, first
1: off, thank you for having me. No I problem. appreciate uh I appreciate you reaching out. Mm-hmm. Um, for those that don't know me, my name is keikoa uh the Hawaiian warrior. Uh, I am the current MCW heavyweight champion. Um, which is Maryland Championship Wrestling, for those that don't know. Uh, I've been a professional wrestler for uh, 14 years now, Mm. Uh, so it's been quite a bit. And uh, thank you again for having me on.
0: Yeah, no problem. And I kind of want to hop right into that. Uh, So. I know, like, a lot of people kind of get into wrestling in different ways. For me, it was my grandfather kind of, you know, that's the only thing he would show me when I was younger. When I was around him, he just talked wrestling. And even to the point where, like, I was older and I kind of got out of it, like, every time I talked to him, he'd be like, you know, you see what happened on, you know, SmackDown or Raw last night? And I kind of had to, you know, bullcrap my way through that. But uh, obviously, you're way more invested in wrestling than I am. So how did you kind of get your start? And like, where did where did you first kind of find that love and, you know, that interest in wrestling?
1: I, you know, I, I know that I've been watching it since I was a little kid. My mom tells me, uh, I think around the time I was three, I got put in front of the television. And then that was pretty much it after that. Uh, I can't really say, like, even, like, what is the first, like, my earliest memories of things. Because it, it's, it's tough to tell, like, do I actually remember them? Yeah. Or is it because, like, I have these tapes so that I always, I remember watching them when I was a little kid. Mm. But either way, the first like at all memory that i have is the 1993 royal rumble and Mm. it just so happens that we're in royal rumble season right now um but i i remember i I must have watched it you know too many times as a kid so again i don't know if it's like if it's actually in there because you know i remember watching it you know but i or i've watched it that many times yeah but, but i've just been a fan you know like everybody else since then and uh And then my mom and my dad thought I was going to grow out of it, and um, they were wrong. (laughs) Um, And then others thought I was going to grow out of it, and they were
0: wrong. Um, So here I am, still, still invested. That's what's up. Yeah, uh, yeah. Definitely, I definitely feel the same way. Like I know I was younger when I first started watching, and then I kind of like as I got older. Like uh, my grandfather passed away, so I have all his wrestling stuff. Actually, that whole bin up there is just all wrestling action figures and memorabilia from his uh, his house. So yeah I kind of got into it now, but uh so when when did you kind of know that this was like more than just an interest in and you know a, a pastime of watching and being a fan and then becoming into like you know I want to make this like an actual reality for myself
1: yeah i always i I've always wanted to be a wrestler mm-hmm. um, I don't re- you know again, I don't remember what age in particular I was when i when I had my mind made up. I, I think I just had it made up from the beginning. Um, I do know at one point like it kind of tailored off you know, I thought, all right, maybe I'll, maybe I'll focus on basketball. Maybe I'll focus on baseball or this and that, you know, it, not, not that it was ever put on the back burner. It was just, just a change of direction. Um, So there was other things that kind of came in, but um, the first time um, that I actually felt a wrestling ring and got in a wrestling ring pretty much made up my mind. Uh, I, so there was a, a gentleman by the name of, Bud Carson, who owned a pro wrestling memorabilia store in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Mm. So um, he actually had a, a wrestling ring in the back of his shop. The Wild Simones used to train out of there at the time. And um, I remember going there, seeing the ring. And I remember just like sliding in the ring. Like he was like, yeah, you can get in the ring if you want. So I just I got in the ring and I, and I grabbed onto a rope and I was like, yep, this is it. That's like, that was, that was, that was it. Like, it was really weird. Like it was really weird moment of like, yeah, I don't want to do anything else. Like, like at that time, I was a junior in high school. Mm. So at that time, like it was official, nothing else ever, you know, screw basketball, screw all these other sports, screw everything else, wrestling. So again, it was always, it was always the goal. It was always the dream. But then at that moment it was okay. That's enough. Like enough playing around.
0: And was everybody, were the people around you more supportive? Because I know some people, like, kind of think it's kind of, you know, a uh, a weird kind of pastime that people like and enjoy wrestling. You know, as, as popular as it is, it's weird that, you know, there's still a good amount of people that still are kind of questionable about it. So were the people around you supportive of you wanting to kind of transition into being a wrestler more than a fan?
1: Absolutely not. That's what's <laughs> up. Um, the,
0: the main problem was
1: uh, I was a scrawny – nerdy kid in high school Mm. so when everyone saw me a you know 150 pounds soaking wet 145 pounds soaking wet and you know i didn't know anything about weightlifting or anything like that at the time Mm -hmm. so at that point it was like you want to wrestle like what are what are you going to do and i remember um we actually had to do a a graduation project uh our senior year where we actually you know we gave a presentation Mm -hmm. we had to write a paper and we had to do some type of presentation to say like what we wanted to be you know, in our adult life. And I did it on wrestling. And that was a lot of like a lot of the questions that I got when the presentation was over was, you know, well, what are you going to do? Like, you know, you're a lot smaller than everybody else. And I'm like, I'll, I'll lift weights. Like that's what everybody else does. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll get bigger. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, I, I think it was just more or less, uh, I always say people's own, um, self doubt or certain people's, uh, you know, regret that they didn't chase what they wanted to do. So then when they see somebody say like, no, this is what I want to do and I'm just going to go do it, then it's, it's a lot harder for them to resonate in their brain of like, he's going to do whatever he, whatever it takes to get to get there or to do what he wants to do. Whereas, you know, other people, again, like they maybe backed off on their own career choices or their dreams. Um, So I, I wasn't, disconcerned or discontent with people doubting me or you know thinking that i was wasting my life or anything like that because i was like this is what i'm doing like you can go do your thing Mm -mm. this is what i'm doing i just want to let you know
0: yeah no for sure and that's awesome because like i I, a lot of people definitely aren't that confident and you know their traditional career paths so knowing that you were that you know headstrong about becoming a pro wrestler at that age that's awesome to hear for sure um but another thing i wanted to talk about uh kind of because I feel like this would be also be a good uh, podcast for people, you know, just trying to get into uh, getting more knowledge on wrestling. Uh, everybody kind of sees like the glitz and glamours of like what's on TV. But I feel like, you know, like MCW and like these other smaller like independent promotions are uh, are pretty, pretty good as well. You know, a lot of talent in there. So can you kind of talk about what it goes into being a, a, a pro wrestler and kind of, a you know, a smaller promotion? Not like a smaller promotion, but obviously, you know, like a, a more independent, more local promotion.
1: Yeah, I will say the business has transitioned from now, uh, you know, what it is now to when I first got into wrestling. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, it is it for the better? It depends on what avenue that you're looking into. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then it, and then it's just a matter of opinion. So me, I think that there's a lot of good and I think that there's a lot of bad. Mm-hmm. Um, the lot of good that I think is, I, you know, I think everybody should be accepted into wrestling. If this is what you want to do, it doesn't matter if, you know, what your ethnicity is, what your mm-hmm. color is, what your sexual orientation is. I don't give a crap. Like this is a, this is a beautiful art form. This is a beautiful industry to, to get into, and it's amazing. the 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 amount of friends and family that I've now made because of it, the amount of wonderful, crazy things that I've gotten to experience because of the wrestling. Yeah, if somebody wants to do this, then by all means, yeah, absolutely, shoot for it. Mm-hmm. With that being said, because we essentially let everybody in, mm-hmm. there's been a lot less focus on who we let in as far as motivation, mm-hmm. drive, seriousness. Because if you look at a lot of independent wrestlers, they're all out of shape.
0: I was. That's funny you say that because, like, when I was showing like uh, Abney and my other friends those clips, they're like. Why are there some, like, they're just, like, regular people. And, I mean, like, that's kind of a bad example, you know, if you're trying to get people into wrestling. Because, I mean, obviously, you're in pretty good shape. And, you know, you're that's why you're the champion. Uh, you've worked hard for it. But, like, when you try to get people to kind of watch these smaller independent wrestlers, and most of them have, like, you know, dad bods or they're just, like, looks like regular people in trunks. It's kind of, you know, it's a turnoff for certain people, for sure.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, because we're portraying professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. And when you say, when you put the term professional wrestling onto something, again yeah you don't want to look like somebody's neighbor Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying that everybody needs to be in shape you know like i'm not saying that everybody has to have a six-pack i'm not saying everybody needs to be cut because if we all looked the same then then what do you have exactly Exactly. there's no reason for it i completely get you know like the dusty roads figures Mm -hmm. and you know Um, you know, curvy women. I, I completely get all that because they're representing, you know, their demographic or people that, you know, can relate to them in that aspect. So I completely understand that. And, and they have, you know, everybody again has a place in wrestling, but again, you have to still be in shape. Mm -hmm. So if anybody has ever watched, um, I believe it was, uh, the, the Kevin Owens documentary, he talks about, how obviously, you know, he's not, you know, a six pack guy. Exactly. Um, but he talked about when he was coming for his tryout, he busted his ass to get prepared for it because he knew that he probably wasn't ready for it. And, you know, I commend him for it. So even though somebody can look like that, or even um, Keith Lee, like Keith Lee's a big guy, yeah. um... you know, but he can, I guarantee he can go. I guarantee that he's not going to get blown up in the ring. So you can still look like the person that you would like to be, Mm. but at least you should be able to do what is required and what is asked of you in the ring. Mm. And that's where, again, people's drives and motivations are two completely different things. So that's why I've, you know, and this is again, just me, you know, I, I guess being an old man, even though I'm not, I'm really not that old, but I almost wish that there was, you know, a level of, Like this is professional wrestling Mm -hmm. and this is independent wrestling. Yeah. Because if you want to be a wrestler and you're like, you know, I don't want to go to WWE. I don't want to go to AEW, New Japan, ring of honor. I don't want to go to any of these big places. You know, what's, what's good for me, what my goal is is to just learn and then go wrestle in my hometown Mm -hmm. once every once once a month or once every couple months. If that's your goal, bro, lady, by all means, go chase it, go kill it. But again, there's a different level of expectations that certain people hold themselves to. And and I, I guess the equivalent that I would put it as is if you know the old men that are broken down and still want to play softball, they 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 play soft toss leagues on the weekends or, mm-hmm. you know, during the week with their buddies and they want to drink and they just want to relax and have fun. By all means, go play. But then there's other people that are still like, Hey, you know, I wasn't good enough for AAA, a, but I still want to take this game very serious. Mm-hmm. I want to do this as best of my ability. So then they go play fast pitch leagues, which are still around, you know? So again, it, it's just, it, 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 all depends on how you look at wrestling. That's just the way that I look at it. You know, I, I like that everybody's accepted, but at the same time, I don't like that. We're, we're all grouped together because mm-hmm. there is a different mindset and I take this very seriously and you know, I, it, it's tough when you meet somebody that's just like, eh, I'm just, I'm just here to kind of hang out. I'm like, yeah, ah, well, we're not on the same page. We just don't, we just don't, we're, we're just on different pages. That's all. There's nothing wrong with it. We're just on different pages. That's all.
0: Yeah, for sure. And with that being said, do you feel like, you know, with that determination and kind of, you know, with you breaking it down on the different mind states, do you think that's what helped you propel, you know, to where you are now of being a heavyweight champion?
1: <clears throat> Absolutely. Because, um, like I'm such a competitive person. So when I see somebody, you know, working as hard as me, then I'm like, okay, I guess I have to, you know, I have to keep going, you know, I have to do this, I have to do that, you know, um, and and, you know, at the same time, it's just people's drives to learn more Mm -hmm. about, you know, either what we do, or you know, how to get, how to like, look better, how to get in better shape and everything like that. Again, there the amount of people that reach out to me for just advice. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm very appreciative that people look at me for, for that type of guidance. But a lot of times the questions that they ask me, I'm like, Google is right there. Yeah. And like, that to me is, again, something as far as like, I can Google that that answer in a second. So like, Why? I'm not saying that you're bugging me by any means, but again, like what was stopping you from using Google? Yeah, taking your the own best, initiative. The best thing about the, the, the technology now compared to before when I was learning about all this stuff is when YouTube was out, nobody mm-hmm. wanted to go on YouTube and do free videos on how to build a better chest, how to big, build better arms, how to lose weight because everyone was like, well, why are you giving all these secrets away? But n- now you can't make money. But there wasn't YouTube monetization before. Mm-hmm. So now people just give away everything. Like there's – it's literally at your fingertips. Everything that you want to know about the world is at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. So there's literally no excuse why anybody can just reach out and be like, okay, here's all the, here's all the information that I need. Let me go do it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I remember uh, watching a couple of your matches. Uh, I uh, The one – the one that uh i wanted to talk about was the uh the one where you actually won the championship it was you it was triple threat right it was you it was uh brandon scott and i'm forgetting the uh the other wrestler's name red titus red titus um so this is actually something i'm really interested in uh you know talking about or getting more insight on because not a lot of people you know get to say that they've you know been in some type of uh league in it i know wrestling's a little different because it's not like obviously you know it's, it's uh, entertainment so you know we we get we get to kind of earn that spot you still have to earn it obviously but when you got told, you know, when you got the word that that would be your night that you finally, you know, take the mantle, how did that feel mentally going into that? You know, did you feel prepared to, you know, kind of grab the uh, baton? Did you, uh was it kind of nerve wracking to get in there and kind of, you know, try to put on? Because it's, you know, your performance getting the championship, is, you know, it's just important to get a championship. You know, if you kind of half ass your way to the belt, you know, people definitely uh will look at you kind of weird. Yeah, I was more, I- I'm never concerned about my performance ability Mm
1: -hmm. Um, i feel that um you know i feel very confident that if if um you know if i go out there uh, i'm i'm confident in my abilities Mm -hmm. you know like think things should go well i mean do do they always go well no of course not Mm -hmm. like you know things slip up but overall um what i was more concerned about was and leading up to that was you know do the people care You know, like, are the people behind me? And that's what's something that I was always focusing on as, you know, in in my tenure of, of MCW... Because, you know, when I first got there, you know, I started making some noise and and that was nice. And then it, it kind of seemed like, okay, maybe, you know, maybe I am making a little bit of noise here. So, like, that's good. It seems like the people are getting behind me, but I don't know if they're just very easy, mm-hmm. you know, or they like everybody or if it's me in particular. And then something that stood out to me that that I've talked about um, before. So, they MCW always puts on these... Um, these like, uh, polls or, you know, uh, questions of like, you know, who do you think is going to win? And the first time that I faced Dante for the MCW championship, Mm -hmm. I think I was blown out of the water. I think it was like 70% Dante, 30% me or something like that. Mm -hmm. I I forget what the exact percentage was, but like the people weren't, they didn't believe in me at that point. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we had that match, it was close. And then, um, I had another, you know string of matches after that and then the next time that Dante and I were supposed to face then all of a sudden it was leaning towards my way then a lot more people were voting for me so that to me was like my recognition of like all right I guess you know I guess people are starting to get behind me and then something that was really cool for me that my wife actually captured which I feel really bad but like it it was it was cool for me so after I won the MCW championship you know I had to go back and I had to do a couple of interviews I had to do photos with the belt and mm-hmm. stuff like that so like I was pretty busy but like she's like there's a crowd of people waiting for you at your table That's and awesome. I'm like oh Christ and then she like she, she took a video of the amount of people that were waiting for me and I felt awful because I was like I can't like I can't like I'm, I'm you know we got to get all this stuff done like everybody's obviously you know like I'm busy you know, it's so, but that was a cool moment for me because, again, like leading up to that, it was all right. I'm starting to see the people behind me, and then that, you know, especially like their reaction afterwards, like that's always great. But then, like the mere fact that people waited, you know, like they didn't just get in their car and go home. They waited for me, and like that is an insane blessing and something that, uh, you know, it, it's hard to
0: describe. That that is awesome. Yeah, no, that's that's something that only a couple of people, you know, in this world get to actually, you know uh experiences that the people you know behind you and then finally that moment comes and they're just excited for you um and going along with that uh you know as a title holder you know now you're kind of the uh you know when people get the title kind of means that the company's you know 100% invested you know they're kind of pushing you as their main guy most of the time at least uh you know so as you know the the heavyweight champion of uh you know of mcw do you carry yourself a little different than you know before or is it more like you know it's just an accessory to what i already had going on the locker room is so
1: strong Mm -hmm. like everybody together is so strong like we all understand that we all need each other you know collectively Mm -hmm. um you know that's why you know for those that don't know the old school rule is you know when a wrestler arrives to a building you're supposed to shake everybody's hand and it's to show you know, your respect to everybody, not only as an individual, but as, you know, an intricate part of the event, because everybody from ring crew, referees, ring announcers, timekeepers, security, like we need everybody in order to do a show. So when, when I'm in a locker room, especially at MCW, like, and I know how talented everybody is, how amazing everybody is, especially at like their stick, like, no, I I don't carry I I don't believe that I carry myself any different in the mm-hmm. back. I mean, it, also mind you, from the time that I won the title to the last show was like, I think we ran one more show and then the pandemic hit. Yeah. Um, so me winning the title just shut down the wrestling world apparently. Hmm. But uh, um, so no, like I, either way, like I, I just I I absolutely love our locker room. I love everybody in it. Um, and again, like I just know, like literally tomorrow this guy could take my spot or this guy could take my spot because that's how good everybody is there. Um, something that, again, I, I was just more proud that I'm just going to ho- hold inside is the mere fact that, you know, for a long time, Bruiser was th- the top guy and like the only guy, the only good guy that they, that they really had. They had some other pieces here and there, but it seemed like for a long time it, it was just Bruiser and mm-hmm. no one was really taking Bruiser from that top spot. Now, obviously, mind you, Bruiser had been on the shelf around this time. Um, but, um, you know, just, like, kind of getting that um, that passing of the torch from him specifically, you know, and, and the things that he has said to me leading up to that was, like, you know, holy crap. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's almost one of those moments of, like, how the hell did I get here? Yeah. You know? Oh. So, but, again, like, it, it's just too many blessings that I've been that I've been given
0: for sure yeah um and also uh on speaking about MCW how's the uh the wrestling community and like just the pro wrestling world in like Maryland compared to like have you been in like I know you said you've been in other promotions before but were they all kind of around the same area or were they kind of spread a little bit around the east coast so i've i've traveled up and down the
1: east coast mm-hmm. i've gone west and i've gone overseas um to the uh, to the uk mm-hmm. Uh, As far as Maryland, um, just MCW Mm -hmm. is is like, that's the spot. Mm -hmm. Um, It's tough. It's kind of like saying like, you know, at the time when CZW was ruling, you know, the Philadelphia area, Mm -hmm. but it's like, well, yeah, CZW was ruling Philly, but like, you know, WXW was doing really well in Allentown. So it's always like, it's more or less the promotion, not necessarily like the state uh uh-huh. because there might be a hundred like there's a like there's probably a hundred promotions in North Carolina but which ones are like top tier mm. if that makes sense yeah
0: um yeah no for sure um so as you know a pro wrestler kind of you know on the independent circuit I mean right now you're with MCW uh is there kind of a uh part of that that isn't really brought to light more because obviously, you know, like with independent wrestling being more popular, you know, with like more, uh, it feels like now we're in a time era where it's not just, you know, like Rudy do and kind of like the, uh, top tier. You have all these promotions coming up, like AEW's is doing really well with a lot of, you know, independent wrestlers that, you know, kind of shot up and kind of got to that promotion and made to where it was with TNA doing well, you know, as well right now. Uh, is there any part of like the independent circuit that like, or being an independent wrestler that like, isn't brought to light as much as you think it should be? Any aspects of it that you think people should know about?
1: No, I think the curtain's pretty much open Mm. as far as how the business goes. Um, You know, the the glitz and the glam of an independent wrestler. I think think everybody pretty much knows, you know, how it is now. Mm. Um, So it's tough to kind of like, it's tough to kind of play that line and you have to almost get more creative to have people go well i know i know how wrestling is like kind of coordinated i know Mm -hmm. how it's kind of done but like this is really interesting and i don't know i don't know if it's i don't know if this is real or not yeah so like that's where you have to get you have to get um you know creative with how you do things which i'll tell you a funny story so i was wrestling for a company and um this was around the time that hurricane Katrina happened and I was supposed to go to um, a wedding and then Katrina happened. It got put off. It got rescheduled to like a month or two later or something like that. So the date ended up falling on a a day that I had a show with a company. And um, you know, I told the, I told the promotion, even though I was an integral part and I had already, uh, you know, said I would be there for the date. I was like, Hey, you know, if you could just understand this, I'm in the wedding. I'm like, it's kind of hard for me. So I'm like, if I could just miss this one show, you know, I'd appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And um, they were kind of hesitant on it. Um, but then they were trying to say, well, you know what we're going to do this uh, this last show uh, or the month before? Uh, we're going to have somebody come out and beat you up and we'll, we'll say that you have a rib injury or something like mm-hmm. that. And that's why you're not at the next one. And I'm like, that's that's all fine and dandy. But I have like three other shows after yours. yeah and they're like "Well, just don't post anything online i'm like that's one that's not my choice Mm. (laughs) like like one i i should obviously advertise where i'm going to be and i'm like but on top of it let's just say i don't make any posts saying where i'm going to be i'm like if a fan goes to the show that i'm already booked on and then they take a picture of me and post it and then you're trying to say that i'm injured like it's it's clearly it's clearly two different things yeah so i'm like i get where you guys are coming from but like this doesn't make sense so they still went with the idea anyway. And then they wanted me to say like, oh, I, you know, I re-injured it yeah. like, after those bookings. I was like, whatever, fine, fine. But again, so that's what I mean by like, people have to get creative uh-huh. with, you know, their ideas and like, you know, how things are done in order to, you know, just suspend your belief and, and, and kind of pull you in. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the whole reason, you know, people cry at movies. We all know the movie's fake. We all know that the dinosaur didn't really die They just stopped drawing them, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, like, we're so invested into the story, we're like, oh, man, like, this this got me, you know? So that's our job.
0: Yeah, and that's actually funny that you brought that up because I wanted to talk about that, too. Uh, So I feel like, obviously, everybody knows with, like, social media being such a big thing nowadays, a big player in every, you know, media as in, like, you know, sports, everything, social media is such an important aspect. Uh, With wrestling, it's it kind of... Is a good thing because you can get more connected with the wrestlers, but it's a bad thing. Cause I feel like right now it's the most like, uh, I, I forgot who I heard talking about this, but people were really saying like, people are more, you know, invested what's happening behind the curtain than actually what's in the ring. So how do you feel about being, you know, at your prime, like in this generation where it's just like, people are more concerned about, you know, like behind the screen stuff. And like, uh, I mean, maybe it's a little different with MCW, but like, I still feel like people are, you know, like you said like the faking an injury stuff like i feel like people would be more you know uh leaning on that back you know kind of towards you know the time where social media wasn't a big thing versus now
1: yeah i i mean it depends on the person i guess you know who you ask mm-hmm. for me when people try to ask me stuff like that it shows i'm like i have no i have no idea what you're talking about mm-hmm. like i just kind of like you know shrug it off and and, and keep on going because again you're there for a reason like exactly. enjoy enjoy the show like forget forget about all that all that back stuff there's a reason why there's a there should there should be a guardrail at every show <laughs> you stay on that side of the guardrail please mm-hmm.
0: yeah for <laughs> sure um and so uh yeah i know uh you've been with mc you've been the mcw champion for about a year now right
1: uh it depends on how you want to look oh yes yeah, so, okay, so, pan- so the pandemic <laughs> yeah. you've
0: been the, the you know the active champion but you know uh this year hopefully you know you'll get more you know active as actual champion but uh so after you achieve this goal, you know, you're the MCW champion. Uh, what what would you say your next, you know, big goal would be? You know, what are you even looking past that? Are you just, you know, kind of enjoying your ride as the MCW champion? Do you even want to have that mind state where you're kind of looking past that? Or do you kind of like, you know, this is where I'm at right now. I'm going to do the best ability to, you know, remain the champion and stay active. Uh. Uh. So what I always say
1: is... Um, you know, as corny as it sounds, I just go where the wind takes me. Hmm. Um, it, it's, it's such a corny s- s- saying, and I, and I almost hate using it, but it's, li- it, it, it's literally how I, I live my life. Um, because, you know, my goal has always been WWE. Mm. My goal has always been to have, you know, the WrestleMania moment to, to travel and, and, just, and just wrestle. Like wrestling's all I've ever wanted to do. So, WWE, and now that there's other avenues, mm. you know, whichever. As long as w, as long as my bills are being paid, you know, and I'm wrestling, like I'm happy. I've always, of course, WWE has, has always been the goal. Um, the reason that I say, you know, I, I kind of just go where the wind takes me, is because um, for those that don't know, uh, I actually just moved to Florida. Mm. Um, I live, I, you know, I was born and raised in Pennsylvania. My family is from Hawaii, so. Mm. Like it's, I'm not a gimmick, (laughs) but, um, you know, so I was born and raised in Hawaii or excuse me, in Pennsylvania. And, um, in August of last year, we were, we, you know, my wife and I decided like, yeah, let's move to Florida. So we decided that in August and then we were here in December, like a couple months later. But if you would have asked me in July, where do you see yourself at the end of the year? Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have said Florida mm. because also on top of it and, and the, you know, the whole reason was, yeah, I, I was in Florida for, um, you know, for WWE mm-hmm. and, you know, to make a long story short, I, I got uh, to do some really cool things down here and I realized I wouldn't have been able to experience those things if it wasn't for the fact that I was here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I'm here all the time, there's more opportunities <laughs> for me to experience more opportunities whereas if I was in Pennsylvania I wouldn't have been able to get that mm-hmm. so literally like on my flight back from Florida I was on the phone with my wife right before I took off and she's like so when do we move and I'm like eh, I'm like I don't know because we owned a house so it's a little bit more difficult yeah I was like yeah I don't know I'm like I'm pretty sure we're going to move I'm, I'm not 100% certain I'm like I just have to I just have to think about it a little more two hours later when I landed and my wife picked me up, I was like, all right, we're moving. Like, it, you know what I mean? Like it, it was, it was yeah. done by that point. I was it, in that two hours on, on the plane, like literally talking to myself, like, what are you waiting for? I don't know. Then go. Okay. Like that was the conversation. Like it, it didn't take me long, but again, so, you know, when you're asking like, what, what's the next goal, you know, wh- what are some things that you'd like to do? And there's a lot of things that I would love to do. Mm-hmm. It, it, it depends on if life takes me that way. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. And uh, I mean, yeah, definitely right now, I feel like, you know, as a pro wrestler, you know, like obviously I'm not in your boots, but I feel like right now is kind of the most inspiring time to be a wrestler because it's like it just there's so many options now with everything kind of being a spotlight, like maybe a couple of years ago. uh, I don't know. Maybe this is my opinion. I've always felt like, you know, for the longest time, uh, maybe like the early 2000, you could say like, you know, early, early 2000 WCW, maybe, you know, kind of early. You have TNA as well. Uh, but for the last couple of years, like I feel like it's really just been WWE dominated. Uh, and right now it's like that's it's funny that I'm getting back into it now because, you know, you have all these like, you know, superstars that probably wouldn't get the shine that they would deserve if AEW didn't, you know, form. And now that AEW and TNA are kind of doing their own little joint thing. Uh, so that kind of goes to my next question. Uh, so I've been, you know, a wrestling fan for a while. I'm kind of back into it. Uh, I'm I'm sure you've been following ever since you were younger to now. Uh, how do you feel about the current day product uh, of WWE or versus a, a AEW? Do you think there's one that's kind of doing a little bit better? Or do you think they're, everything's kind of like a level playing field? And it's just, you know... Obviously, this isn't going to be the same as this. But, uh, you know, it's kind of on the same spectrum of, uh, you know, entertainment.
1: So, uh, I feel like I'm more biased because I know the things behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot more appreciation for certain things that an average person wouldn't notice mm-hmm. so like to give you an instance um oh man i can't think of the the movie off the top of my head um it, man i think it's called like 1912 or something it's some war movie that came out like a year or two ago, and then it was on Netflix for a bit, or maybe I saw it on Amazon. It doesn't matter. I'm kind of rambling too much, and I apologize. But so I've done a lot of of, um, video editing, film work, those types of things. And when I'm watching this film, there's a scene where these two guys are walking from where they are to, like, where they need to go. Mm -hmm. And you're watching it, you're watching it, you're watching it. And I'm kind of sitting there, and I'm like, this seems like all one shot. Like, mm-hmm. they haven't cut the camera. How that? How the heck did they do this long shot? Like, how many takes did they have to do for this one long shot? So I'm so focused on these other things, like the production end of it. Yeah, I'm still invested into the story. But I'm like, how the hell are they doing this right now? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, like, the, the shot continues. The shot continues. Now I'm Googling. I'm like, was this all one shot? Like, I'm more I'm more focused on these other things. So I look at wrestling the same way where – they're looking at a match, and they're like, oh, man, that match was crappy. And I'm like, but did you see the camera work for this? Did yeah. you see how they did this or how, you know, this or that? Did you understand the promo, like, the timing? Like, oh, there's so many other avenues yeah. that fans just don't know about mm-hmm. that I'm looking at it from a completely different window. So they might, they might watch something and be like, that was a piece of crap. And, and I watch it, and I'm like, nah, yeah, you have no idea but and that's fine like that's why you're on that side and I'm on this side so as far as like the, the product now it's tough to say do i think that the product is is good or bad again like i like this and i like that you know mm-hmm. it 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 really all depends on you know what you're particularly looking at and then again like what's your i always you know we always use the phrase what's your flavor of ice cream because mm-hmm. like for me and this is just my opinion, I'm not a huge fan of like Lucha Libre style of yeah. wrestling where uh-huh. it's a lot of like running and, and this and that. and, that and that. Like it's, it's great to watch. It's entertaining. But for me, when I want to go in the ring, like that's not my style. Mm. You know, will, will I work with somebody like that? Oh yeah, of course. Like, you know, I, I would love to. But when I want to flip on the screen, that's not the first like promotion that I want to watch. You know, that's not the first thing that I want to pop in there. You know, like I like horror movies, but I'd rather watch a comedy. Um, so again, it, it it's a matter of like, you know, what what do you like particularly? And as long as as long as the fans are still coming, then I you know, to me, they're doing fine. How many times have you heard fans go like, "Oh, WWE is terrible." Yeah, uh-huh. well, they're still they're still selling out every freaking arena, and WrestleMania is still killing every number record, you know, all the time. So keep saying it. <laughs> go ahead
0: do you think uh, see cause I I feel like I kind of uh, I don't know my favorite like I like to watch WWE but I always had that like little like ripe in my heart where I'm just like and I say obviously cause I'm like a fan perspective I don't know what's going on behind the scenes I'm just like man like I feel like I feel like just the level of like people that are kind of into their character and the originality like at least for the WWE that's why I think AEW is so successful cause you have people like you know Orange Cassidy and like Luchasaurus and like all these other wrestlers that have like such a you know I wouldn't say, like, you know, the most super original gimmick. Uh, I feel like they're more, you know, unique to themselves. Where, like, I feel nowadays it's just, like... For WWE, it's just, like, what dude with long hair and a beard, you know, like, su- super muscular is going to win the championship next? I don't know if that's just, like, a, a weird way to look at it, but, like, you you look back where it's just, like, you had people, like, you know, if we're talking about, like, the uh, Ruthless Aggression era, you had people like, you know, Eddie Guerrero, Kurt Angle was a bald guy, you know. Uh, JBL was, like, you know, a flabby dad bod type of guy, you know, and he, he had the strap. You know, you go further than that, you have, like, Biker Taker, Mankind, you know, uh, Triple H, like, I don't know, like, I feel like that's, like, it's It's gotten less original is that like a weird idea do you do you disagree with that or do you think uh it's it's kind of a nostalgic thing no i don't
1: i I don't necessarily disagree with it um I understand where you're coming from hmm. I think it's also hard when how long has wrestling been around and then how original of an idea can you come up with? Yeah, That's always the difficult part. And
0: I think too, like uh, not to cut you off, but I think too, that's why like, there's such an appreciation for people like, you know, Bray Wyatt, where he can kind of like bring these characters in. Obviously, you know, like it's in the same kind of creepy vein, like obviously there's wrestling in the same lane, but like how he can continue to reinvent his character to where now he's the fiend. And, in my personal opinion, that's my favorite, you know, active WWE superstar is the fiend, just because of how original his gimmick is, you know, how, you know, he doesn't look like the the archetype wrestler, um, but yeah, that, that's just throwing that in there. But you can continue. I didn't mean to cut you off.
1: No, and it's it's it, it, you're and you're you're right. Um, you know, based off of your question, again, you're looking, you're asking. You know, well, it seems like there's a lot of, you know, either bland or repetitious, you know, characters mm-hmm. that you see a lot. Well, yeah, it's tough. And again, going back to you know what I was saying was. How many, how many, (laughs) how many original characters can you come up with? And that's the problem, you Mm -hmm. know, when it's like, uh, it's like anything, how many, how many different ways can you do this or that, like Mm. cooking, baking, how many different ways can you, you know, cook this one dish? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it gets tough after a while. I mean, even, even, you know, myself, uh, you know, I was Keikoa the Flying Hawaiian for, hell, like nine years or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, it wasn't until somebody pulled me aside and was like, I feel like if this is the glass ceiling, Keikoa can, Keiko the flying wine can only get here. So you need mm-hmm. something else. And then it, it was challenging to, to figure it out, you know, but it, it, again, like that was on year 10, 11 or something like that of, of my career you know, where I finally, I finally switched and I did something else. So I talked to a lot of these younger guys that are getting in and I'm like, Hey, you just have to find out who the hell you are. It Mm -hmm. might take a while. It it took me a while. So it's, it, it is what it is.
0: Have you ever, have you ever gone through a different gimmick? Like other than the flying Hawaiian and then right now you're the Hawaiian warrior. uh, You know, have, have you tried other gimmicks maybe at like certain house shows or anything like that? Or have you just pretty much been stable throughout your 10 years? So, I, yeah, I was Keikoa the Flying Hawaiian for
1: like eight or nine years, mm-hmm. and then um, I tore my ACL. Mm. Um, while I was injured, my idea was, okay, well, I'm just going to come back as a completely different person. Mm. Um, and that Because around that time, that was when somebody had told me, like, I think Keikoa the Flying Hawaiian is only going to get you so far. So then, while I was off, I had come up with this character um, because the, the original King of Hawaii, um, and this is you know true history, the original King of Hawaii was King Kamehameha, and King Kamehameha is a, he's a god in Hawaii. He's the one that actually um, united the Hawaiian Islands. Mm. So he's got his own statue. He's got colleges named after him. Like he's he's a god. He's a god in Hawaii. Um, but then as I was reading on him, I read this one story about how um, King Kamehameha, right before uh, a battle, he took his kids up to the top of a volcano and he threw his kids into the volcano and sacrificed them to the gods above in order to give him, you know, strength, endurance and everything that he needed in order to win the war the next day. And I'm like, that's heel shit. Like, <laughs> that's yeah. bad guy 101. You just killed your own children to win a war? Like, what the, what? What? Like, what? So I was like it's easy to translate to wrestling then he's sacrificing his own blood to win, you know? So if I sacrificed my own blood in order to win, you know, a, a championship at a company, you know, it's an easy segue. So then I based my character off of the bloodline of King Kamehameha and I mm-hmm. called myself the warrior King King Keikoa, mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, I started doing that, you know, I had my big helmet made, I got this robe made mm-hmm. Um, And then I literally went to my backyard. I broke off a branch and I shaved it down into a spear. Mm -hmm. Like I did all of it. That's awesome. And then uh, I want to say not even a year in too many companies were like, yeah, we really need you to be a good guy. And I'm like, but I'm a bad guy now. Mm -hmm. Like I was a good guy for a long time, but they're like, yeah, but you were, we really need you to be a good guy. Like we have too many bad guys, which again is is a whole You know, it's a whole other problem because it's it's hard to be a very good babyface, hard to be a very good good guy. Yeah, and the way that I always like to um, kind of compare it for people to understand that are maybe not as you know involved in the wrestling world. I'm talking to you, Ebenezer. So imagine going to a party and nobody knows who you are. How hard is it to get the whole party to like you, and how easy is it to get the whole party to be like? who the hell is that yeah like and they hate you you could literally like sneeze the wrong way and people are like what an idiot like (laughs) like people can hate you like that so that's why like it it is so difficult to be a very good good guy and have generally everybody like you and i think i i might have that figured out Mm -hmm. on how to be a, a a good guy in the world of professional wrestling i i hope i do um you know i'd like to learn more obviously but uh that's why like I had to, I had to come out of the King character, but I'm like, but I don't want to be the flying Hawaiian anymore because that wasn't working and only got me so mm-hmm. far. Um, so then I transitioned into the, the Hawaiian warrior because also I'm like, well, I paid hundreds and hundreds of dollars for this custom made hand painted, you know, war helmet. Yeah. And now it's just sitting there because I, because I'm, you know, cause I'm a good guy again. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were like, don't put the helmet on as a good guy, because it's covering your face and you know, you're not a bad looking guy. And I'm like, but I have this couple hundred dollar helmet yeah. just sitting here. I'm like, it's going to waste. I'm like, no, I'm putting it on. I'm like, give me that damn robe too. I'm like, I'm putting, I'm, I'm changing everything. So mm-hmm. then that's how the, the Hawaiian warrior came around, which Keikoa means courageous warrior in Hawaiian anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'm like the the gimmicks right there. Like why haven't I been doing this all along?
0: Yeah. So just uh. Uh kind of bring an old top that we were just talking about. So if you or not if, when hopefully you do get your, you know, WWE run, you're gonna go you're gonna try to do a heel run or you prefer to do a heel run versus a baby face, or would you just kinda be cool with doing either or? I'm
1: gonna do whatever Vince tells me to do. That's a good answer. <laughs> that's a good answer. That's what's up. That, that's literally going to, you know, your job at, you know, uh, you know, Applebee's or, you know, wherever the hell you work and going like, all right we're doing things my way now and you're and they're like you're fired <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, no for sure
0: that's not how it works <laughs> whatever you need i'm here i'm here to work gotcha uh so you know kind of also kind of looking into the future uh there's obviously so many like talented wrestlers right now uh like i said it's, it's really uh at a, a good point right now uh who are some people that you haven't wrestled you know in other promotions and other companies that sh- would be a dream match for you what, what, what would be a, a couple people that you really think that you could put on a a five-star performance with? On the on the independent circuit? Uh, either or. You could kind of, you know, throw them both. I mean, if there's like a big difference for either or, you know, we can do independent. Uh, but, you know, just kind of in general, uh, who are some people that you feel like you do some good in, work with?
1: In, the independence is tough because if they're good, they're probably gone by now. Mm. And how does that say about me? Mm. Um, like there's there's definitely people you know around that are hovering that are that are very good that they just haven't broken that grass the the, the glass ceiling yet so i know that they're going to be gone soon but it's also hard for me to think about who's on the circuit right now that i'm like like oh yeah like that guy like I, yeah. would, you know i love a match with him um you know uh i mean just for example I, I mean i you can't even call this guy an independent guy even though he kind of is um Will Ospreay would be, you know, like a, a fantastic match. But again, like, I don't even consider him as an independent wrestler, you know, like he's, he's with new Japan. Yeah. Um, I would absolutely love to work with, you know, Randy Orton. I would absolutely love to work with Seth Rollins. I would love to to work with Chris Jericho. Mm. Like it's great. Like it's crazy to me. Like, okay. So here's, here's a, here's like, what's, what's absolutely insane. So before AEW got started, mm-hmm. I was in New Jersey in a rent I mean I had a match that night as well but I was in a random uh, battle royal Royal Rumble or something and there's me and my buddy Sonny kiss like just beating each other up for the hell of it and I'm just I'm just messing with him the entire time right you fast forward not even a year later and he's in the ring with Chris Jericho yeah so, that like, is- it's so it's so crazy to be like I was just on a show with you you're facing one of the greatest of all time so now it's tough for me to be like well yeah of course i would love to face chris jericho but like you know what are the odds of that happening and then like but look at like kids like that's what's crazy about wrestling too it's crazy to, to even like throw these types of things out into the universe but yeah of course i would love to wrestle uh, there's a there's a a, a a list too long i would mm-hmm. love to work all of these greats um but number one right now would be randy orton that's by far yeah by far but oof, oof that's that's such a that's a such a pipe dream to even think about
0: yeah no that that is that is wild No, but that's that's what i'm saying like that's why i feel like right now is such like an awesome time to you know be a pro wrestler especially for people who are trying to you know make it big it's because like just like you said right there sunny kisses you know Working the one show and then a year later uh, is is wrestling Chris Jericho, which is uh, super inspiring. That's awesome. Like that's uh, that's mind yeah. gun right there.
1: I I messaged him when I saw the advertisement for it, and I'm like, how? Like what? <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Ah, uh, crazy. Crazy.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. That's that's just actually just wild. Uh, just thinking about that. Um, but yeah, I don't want to keep it for too long. Uh, we definitely got some uh good topics in, uh, and I also want people not to you know uh get bored of hearing us talk back and forth uh so uh is there any final comments you know any last thing you want to say cuz hopefully like i said my my always my goal when i reach out to people is uh we're based in baltimore uh so you know just having people coming in that are from like you know maryland/baltimore slash uh based uh promotions or companies it's always awesome you know so i hope uh you know more people you know we kind of have a younger uh, following so hopefully more people get invested in uh you and your you know your persona as well as mcw they take a look into that uh so is there any, you know, final comments you have about either, you know, MCW or wrestling or anything along the lines of that?
1: Uh, Yeah, two things. Um, one would be, you know, since, you know, you're saying that you are based in the Baltimore area. So for anybody that's in the Maryland area and within, you know, a two, three hour radius of the Baltimore area, if you are a fan of professional wrestling and you haven't come to an MCW show yet, you're, you're absolutely missing out. Mm. Um, something that I always tell people, even though they're like, Oh yeah, I used to be a wrestling fan, but I kind of fell out of it. Like going to a live event and watching it on TV are two completely Mm. different things. Yeah. And I can't stress that enough. I like, I I absolutely cannot. It's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like when you want to go to like a movie that you've really been waiting for it to come out and you mm-hmm. can't wait to see it. The amount of excitement that you get when it's the opening night and you actually go to a movie to go see it rather than you just wait until it comes out on Redbox or Netflix, it, it, they're, they're not the same. Mm-hmm. So again, like if you're a fan of wrestling and you've never gone to a live event, especially an MCW show, absolutely come out because we have an enormous amount of talent that could literally be gone the next day, yeah. you know, from top to bottom. There, there's just too much talent on our roster. Um, and then this next thing that I always say, and especially at the end of every podcast that I say, um, I'm very, 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 very uh, big believer. And, um, you know, especially in my life experience that I know that tomorrow is absolutely never promised. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't stress this enough you know to, to say to everybody if you've ever you know bought a ticket, bought a t-shirt, even googled me something of, along the lines of of me in the in the realm of professional wrestling, followed me on social media can't thank you enough for your support um, you know and I can't I can't thank you enough for for even standing behind me uh, you know, literally anything um the mere fact that i still get to do this and i still want to do this after a very very long time of doing it is a, a a great reflection it's a great example of the mere fact that i absolutely love and appreciate everybody that comes to a show so thank you um for for all of that and thank you for for having me on and, and giving me the platform i very much appreciate it
0: thank yeah no problem this is, this is definitely an awesome episode uh so thanks guys for everybody watching. Uh, We'll be back in another two weeks for the next episode, episode 16. So thank you guys, and uh, Godspeed. God bless. Thank you.